Yo, this timing was awesome because you're drinking. Okay, no, no, for for just the sheer fact of that disgusting noise, I think we should leave it. <laughs> what the fuck was that? I was trying to gargle water. I know, but it didn't come across. Like I was a drowning. Word. Uh, what's up? Not much. Yeah, <laughs> podcast. Uh, I got my son picked up from camp. Okay. Uh, and this might just show that I'm an idiot. Most things do. I'd never been to camp. Um, but in my mind, I had always... You have seen all the Friday the 13th I've movies. seen all the Friday the 13th. I've seen heavyweights, right? Yeah. But all of those Which movies... probably more real to life. I feel like... Well, yeah, I don't... I think there's you a lot less so. murdering. Uh, but... Just a giant... Just a giant... Do you know heavyweights? Hole st- what? Do you know heavyweights? I saw heavyweights in the theater, Oh, man. I'm jealous. Okay. Heavy... Okay. I love heavyweights. Heavyweights is... Um, some of my, it it is the basis for one of my film theories. Okay, in that Ben Stiller only has one character, mm-hmm. and the character the character he plays in Heavyweights is exactly the character he plays in every other movie, where he's that hey I'm a real nice guy and then I go crazy and I do whatever. Yeah, that's that's all Ben Stiller shtick. Is one hundred percent that movie? I feel like that's the movie where it's purest. Um, definitely not the movie where he does it best. I really like Dodgeball. Mm. He's really good in Dodgeball there. Mm. Um, but Heavyweights is Ben Stiller in his purest form. Heavyweights, uh, like a movie we'll talk about soon, is ingrained in my childhood. Like, I can't tell you how many times I watched watched that as a child. Yeah. Do you remember my story about the shock, the guy with the shotgun and I was running around with another kid? Yes. It went into heavyweights in the theater with my mom and that kid. And, yeah. I, I imagine it didn't resonate quite as much with him. Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. so Maybe the, more the Ben Stiller. So the, po- all, <laughs> yeah. so the fat kids. So the point of my story is, is, is I'd never really stopped to think about it, but always in my mind when I envisioned camp, I s- didn't... I know that's what's portrayed is that that version, but I always thought that was the Hollywood version of it. The mm-hmm. same way as the Hollywood version of a small town, which you and I grew up in, is the Slither Town, which is more like one big main street or whatever, you know? Yeah. And that's not really my experience of what most real small towns are. Mm-hmm. So I always thought that those were the idealistic Hollywood versions of what camp is. And real life camp is not going to be quite as cool. I was fucking jealous when we went and picked him up. Like <laughs> it was exactly the Friday the Thirteenth or Heavyweights Canoes thing. And shit. There's, there's right on a lake. Like they've got, uh, they had a whole bunch of individual cabins. So it was like eight, ten kids in a cabin with double bunks, and mm-hmm. uh, you know, there's, there's a, uh, a place where they there's a canteen so they can go buy shit that they want extra. There's you know a big mess hall like. It's exactly. Uh, th- it's does this sound shorts. dumb? I never saw Salute Shorts. What? No. I didn't have cable until I was like fourteen. Awful waffle. Awful waffle. I didn't have it until I was like fourteen. Uh, but am I an idiot for think not thinking that was real camp? I mean, I you get, get what I'm I talking get about. That by you're the like, oh, it's the Hollywood version. 
you got to realize the Hollywood version is still based on reality. That's true, but how much? I don't know. It's like so much of Hollywood stuff that you see in day to day life doesn't, or their version of it doesn't correlate to real life. Right. So I think that was in my mind. I was always like, okay, it's got that's got to be the epitome of the coolest one that ever existed. Mm-hmm. It's not real life, but it was real life. Like I was, I was jealous of him. I was happy for him because he wasn't necessarily, he was happy to see us, but it wasn't like he was waiting for us. Um, I was really happy because they got in a little bit of trouble, like them in the cabin beside them, which was a girl cabin was pranking each other. They were like stealing each other's towels and shoes that they left on the decks and stuff like that. Like that's good. That's good shenanigans. That's the perfect It's shenanigans for a nine year old to be doing. Like, especially because we've talked about how he's kind of an introvert and kind of a pussy. Mm -hmm. I was, I was really happy. Like that he kind of got in trouble in trouble. He didn't murder anybody, but you know, that's the (laughs) perfect degree of like, of, as a, as a parent, you correct them, but you kind of step back and you're like, I get it. That was yeah. fun for a nine year old. I would do that to you right now. I mean, that's, that's, well, yeah, because you're an asshole. Uh, <laughs> or immature or both. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, that's, that's like part of social bonding is yeah. getting into some shit together. Yeah. Um, so I was really happy for him. So you made friends? You scheduled any play dates with new friends or anything? Um, he knew like four of the people, which mm. is mostly the people that he hung on to. Okay. Um, but I think he just reaffirmed those bonds or whatever, so that's yeah. good. Um, but I was really happy about it. He didn't lose an arm, but he did like his feet. Like for the, he, I think he had to have worn his sandals for like two or three days in a row. Mm-hmm. So his feet were just, like where his sandals were were just fucked, like raw and chafed to shit, like they had bled. So then he had to wear his his sneakers for the rest of the week or whatever. Have you uh, ever seen? Uh, do you know? You, do you know who LeBron James is? Uh, basketball. Yes. Mm-hmm. Have you ever seen his foot? No. Okay. I'm. You continue talking. I'm going to show you a picture of LeBron James's foot. You at home? Is this going to be like Faces of Death type stuff? Or no. I mean, he's a ba- he is a basketball player. He is like one of the highest paid athletes in the world. And let me show you what basketball does to your foot. Your feet. So uh, I got home from work. I put my uh, lunch bag on the counter, and came down to the basement to get ready for you and my wife sent me a picture of it sitting on the counter just to say you're annoying i'm cleaning up your shit for you you child and one of my go-to things is i will grab my testicles and i will pull them out to make her look at them without like just so she turns and sees testicles which nobody ever wants to see right (laughs) so So I Googled scrotum because I was just going to send her a picture of a scrotum. Mm -hmm. And one of the top hits on the Google image shirts uh, search was like a scrotum with gangrene on it. And I was like, this is what I deserve. Yes, this is everything you deserve. (laughs) It's not quite gangrenous, but look at that. What the fuck? It's like a ballerina slipper. Yeah, look at that pinky toe. Not a ballerina slipper. You know what I mean? It's like a ballerina's, like his ballerina have fucked up feet. You know mm-hmm. who else does? Chinese, mm-hmm. not Japanese. Yeah. What? The, why? Like it's legit. Like ballerinas, it's like because in, they. He's in they, they like super tight sneakers so that they don't roll their ankles and stuff. And so that their shoes don't move. They can juke and everything. So their shoes have to be really tight. What the fuck? And like, yeah. So he this was has, like a paparazzi or something took it when he was on the beach or what? Yeah, something. I mean, he just has he just like has extra toe on the like extra foot on the side where his pinky toe should be. Some his people have a snaggle like tooth. In. Some people have a snaggle tooth. Yeah, he, has he has a snaggle toe. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that is horrific. 
It's like uh, Meg- have you seen Megan Fox's? Yeah, her club thumbs. thumbs. Yeah, that's. Yeah, she's vile. Yeah, <laughs> that's. <laughs> Everyone's like, "Oh, Megan Fox is so f- hot!" Like, yeah, but have you seen her thumbs? <laughs> <laughs> I'd tell her no. <laughs> um, yeah. you tell me you wouldn't fuck her. No, I'm saying, have you looked at her thumbs? That's all I'm saying. <laughs> All that I'm saying. Um, a question that I've asked myself a lot is I f- find myself wondering if older women are more attractive than they used to be or if my standards are just slipping and my standards are just slipping 100%. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I'm well aware of that, but I find myself wondering that. Yeah. I feel, yeah, it's weird that, like, you know, threes find threes attractive, you know, the three, two, three, four range, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, you've said you know your ladder analogy. You're you're either a, a reacher or something else. A settler. Settler. Yep. Know. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think we we both definitely reached. Yeah. Which is sure. nice. Yeah. For us. <laughs> Sorry, ladies. Eh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, who cares? Yeah. Um. So it's a good week. Anything else worth repeating? Have you first week by yourself? Yeah. Bachelor with ten cats. <laughs> Six. Six. Yeah. Let's be honest. Once you get past <laughs> the tipping point into more than when, a yeah, f- once you get past three, it's just like that's what I was gonna say. More than a few, yeah. then that there's no difference. Yeah. Um, I I get home every day, and I go through the house and I count them. Let's <laughs> make sure. Okay, nobody's died on my watch so far. It's good. Do you count or do you name names? Uh well, I mean, there are like four big ones and two small ones. Okay. So, you know. I you know I've seen, I've seen the little ones where the big ones, or I've seen the big ones okay. where the little ones. Uh, how many cat litter boxes do you have? Five, and we probably oh, have two more. Fuck! You're supposed to have as many litter boxes as cats that you have plus one. Oh my one. god! So we had I, four cats. I, so we had five litter boxes. I was banking on making the joke slash observation mm-hmm. that I think that there's a problem if you end up with more than one cat litter box, like that's the sign that you have a problem and too many cats. Yeah. But you're saying even with two cats, you should have three litter boxes. Mm-hmm. With one cat, you should have two. No way. Yep. I did not know that. Mm-hmm. We had a cat. We've only ever had one litter box. Yeah. Uh, but I'm once, so there's a, we have two kittens. One of them is like four and a half ish pounds. And the other one's like five and a half pounds. He's like, on you know he's he's like your kid he's way past the scale <laughs> uh, um but yeah the other one is like lagging behind so or not really lagging behind she's on track but once they reach five pounds there's a an automatic litter box that i want to get uh and maybe just get like two of those and then should be good so but they're like 600 bucks a piece you i I should send you the one. I got it. It was only 150 or so, but it yeah, sounds but like you want the, like nice the Mercedes Benz one or whatever. I control them with my fucking oh, phone yeah, it and seems stuff. seems unnecessary at best. Uh, like every room has to have a litter box, right? We have two in the laundry room um, and then three like around. God, I'm shocked. Five. And you need yeah. two more. Wow. Yeah, but, you know, with the automatic one, it, it tumbles, so it gets rid of the shit. Yeah. Literally. You're, like, cleaning it every day, then? No. <laughs> That's why you need a bunch. Oh, then my goodness. Then you can kind of do it, like, 
Yeah, twice a week. Did I tell you my cat litter story? I I don't know. So you always do this. Did I tell you the story? Uh, and then I'm like, no. And then right. you get three quarters of the way through, and I'm like, I've totally heard this. Also, you know He's what also else? Also, on the podcast. You so. know what else we do all the time? Is ask this exact thing. <laughs> ask, and then you say <laughs> that that I say I'm going to do it anyway. Yeah. Uh, so years ago, when we had a cat, I went in to get litter, and I picked up the litter, and I was like, uh, okay, this litter's twelve dollars. I'm going to get this litter, and then I looked over, and I was like, holy shit, this litter is only four dollars right now. Oh my goodness, this is a fantastic deal. Let me go grab a cart. Mm-hmm. And I filled the cart with six or eight bags of this $4 litter because it's a quarter of the price. Yeah. Amazing deal, right? Third of the price, but you know. <laughs> I realized right when I said that, I was like, that math isn't correct. <laughs> uh, so I loaded up in the cart and I'm walking out and I see a dude picking up the same bag that I was originally going to get before I found out this wonderful deal Mm -hmm. and being a good Samaritan I was like hey dude just so you know this one's only four bucks right now it's on sale and he's like yeah but that's not clumping why the fuck are you talking to me you dumb bastard (laughs) about cat litter and then I slouched and realized fuck I have a cartload of cat litter that I don't want right now Mm mm-hmm so but I also what, don't. <laughs> what did you do with the cart? I if I told this. No, I'm. So my two options, I had my options. I could go buy all this litter, unnecessary. I don't need this much litter. The only reason I was buying it is because I thought it was a great deal. Mm-hmm. I can hang my head in shame and unload them in front of this guy, <laughs> and buy the original one that I was going to, or I can do what I did, which was walk away in shame with the cart and mm-hmm. ditch it in an aisle and then leave and get cat litter later. <laughs> Good job. Uh, so there's someone 10 years ago that worked at a Walmart, maybe a Walmart. I don't remember what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, I apologize. Cause you had to put away my eight bags of, I apologize to my, uh, mailman who yesterday delivered me 102 pounds of cat litter. Like you buy that online. Mm-hmm. Is it, feel like the shipping would be incredible is it prime dude amazon is it prime yeah so everything's that's, prime that's crazy so he, poor bastard had to lug 10 mm-hmm. bags of well it was it was three 34 pound bags and you get one well, of those daily each one, each one was in it's like its own box so. and you get them daily <laughs> uh that should last me three weeks maybe yeah. Ugh. yeah that sounds horrible um yeah you want to dive in go for it arachnophobia yes synopsis uh jeff daniels has arachnophobia and guess what there's killer spiders boom 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 oh no thoughts on arachnophobia uh i don't remember the beginning being as boring as it is like there's 20 minutes before we get to jeff daniels and then another 20 minutes a half hour before we get to John Goodman. Uh, the beginning really lags. Like, I didn't give a shit. Like, I get it. Spider, jungle, predator, cool. This guy died. That could have been five minutes. It did not need to be the first 20 minutes of the film. Okay. Uh, but it's still good. Arachnophobia is a perfect movie. <laughs> you have okay. seven. Or, I'm sorry. You have... Uh, David Fincher Zodiac I have arachnophobia 
Uh, I've this, mentioned other perfect movies on this, this podcast. This is my childhood. Like, I can't begin. To, I watched this as many times as I watched Heavyweights. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be exaggerating if I said there were was probably years where I watched that on a every other week basis. Yeah. I I definitely watched it like when it was whenever it was on TV. I don't remember if we had the VHS or not, but I definitely watched it a lot as a kid. Um and and it's one of those things it's like Ernest scared stupid where I know every beat so much to hear you say that like it was boring or whatever. I'm like, "But what about that one shot where he, you could never have cut that one shot of that butterfly falling from the tree like i realize that it's irrational yeah and i'm too close to it uh but my love for this movie is knows no bounds i think you just said it's it's not a perfect movie did i you said i know blah blah but yeah no i i'm i'm sure that it's not i mean yeah. it, it really comes down to the fact that it is a uh killer spider movie <laughs> but <laughs> Uh, in the world of killer spider movies, mm-hmm. hard to do any it's, better than it's this. It's one. It's uh, one of them. Um, <laughs> it's great. I love it. Uh, Jeff Daniels fucking great in this. Isn't he? Yeah. Like, he is jovial. Like, this is, you know, pre-Dumb and Dumber. Yes. So, But I do see it. There was like a moment when he yelled and I saw a Dumb and Dumber face. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, I don't understand why they didn't, you know, because you know the story of Dumb and Dumber, right? No. Uh so they had Jim Carrey. They're like, this is a Jim Carrey movie, right? Mm-hmm. And they were like, okay, who are we going to get for the other guy? And they went through some comedians and stuff. Um, but both the director and Jim Carrey both really wanted Jeff Daniels. And the studio was like, no, he's a serious actor. Why Why would you want that guy? We're no, never... you need to get an Adam Sandler or something. Right, right? We're never going to do that. We need um, to get Martin Short. He <laughs> was on that list. He would have been on that list. Probably. Uh so they basically said, hey, Jeff Daniels, would you do this for almost no money? And oh, by the way, we're going to we're going to kind of shoot for a week without anyone knowing and then take that footage. So that's what to they see did. if you to see if you can do it. Yeah, basically, we need the footage to prove to the studio that you are our guy. And so that's basically what they did. So we don't Eric Stoltz you. <laughs> yes <laughs> yes uh so that's what they did and uh like jim carrey jim carrey knew that he wanted someone who like wasn't going to try to out funny him like out silly him but who could be completely silly and just bounce ideas off of each other mm-hmm. they're never going to try to one-up each other they're going to tr- you needed an actor who could speak Oh yeah, with him. I don't. I couldn't have handled Jim Car- if it was two Jim Carreys, and yeah. I feel like um, Andy Dick or a Martin Short oh, would yeah. have been another Jim Carrey. It would have yeah. no. That's why I think Martin Short and Steve Martin work so well together, is because Martin Sheen, Martin Short can be that out there, and then you get the mellow um, Steve Martin. Do you know the? Uh, so you were describing like the relationship between Jim Carrey and and Jeff Daniels, like he mm-hmm. went to bat for him. Did you hear the story about Man on the Moon with Jim Carrey and Nicolas Cage? Nicolas Cage. I don't remember. So Man on the Moon was in pre-production or whatever. Mm -hmm. Words getting around, we're going to make this Andy Kaufman movie. Um, And Nicolas Cage and Jim Carrey are apparently friends. So Nicolas Cage was like, hey, I think I'm going to audition for Man on the Moon. Mm Mm-hmm. 
I want to be Andy Dick. I think I'm going to send in a tape or Andy whatever. Dick. Sorry, Andy Kaufman. I said Andy Dick a minute ago. Yeah. Um, and Jim Carrey was like, what are you talking about? You are Nicolas Cage. Why the fuck would you? You shouldn't have to be reading for them. They should just make you an offer. Don't send them in a tape. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. That's ridiculous. You are fucking Nicolas Cage. Don't grovel for them. Yeah. Simultaneously, you have, you have your own pyramid. Simultaneously, simultaneously, Jim Carrey is like living like weeks at a time as Andy Kaufman and sending in like hundreds of hours of footage of him as him. Mm-hmm. And he totally just fucking sabotaged Nicolas Cage. And there's a quote from Nicolas Cage where he's like, I don't know, I thought we were friends. <laughs> <laughs> Because he didn't do it because he he took his friend's advice. Yeah. I'm like, that is a dick move. Yeah, totally. <laughs> Have you seen that Netflix documentary yet? No. That is so good. On uh, Man on the Moon? Yeah. Uh-uh. It's a Netflix documentary of Jim Carrey. Um, apparently when he did it, he had a film crew come and um, record like a documentary. And the studio, he was such a dick. The studio said this footage will never get out. Oh, I think I have he, heard that he, he was finally, an asshole because he was like, he, yeah, he, he was did in it character the whole exactly, time. yeah. Um, like so, the slap from Jerry Lawler is real because he was pissing him off, like he was like spitting in his face and stuff. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, and they said everyone will hate you if this footage ever gets out. We're we're gonna we exercise our right to not let you do it, and so finally, all these years later, they they let him do it and. So he sits down now and does an interview style with some of that footage and talking about it, and it's great. Does he say I'm a dick, or does? Oh he... yeah, he like talks about. Um, yeah, he talks about all the shit things that he did, <laughs> and like there's footage of him doing a lot. Is of he them. justifying it? Um, I don't, I don't think so. I don't because I feel like at the time he would have justified it, like I'm doing it to make the best. And that's what he was. I think doing, he he has. I think he has perspective. You should watch the documentary. He seems mm-hmm. to have some perspective on. Um, hey, it turned out great, but maybe the ends don't justify the means. Yeah. kind of, you know, I don't know. He seems like he's like kind of became like he's super like uh, tree huggery. That's yeah. not his negative connotations, but he's like very like worldly or whatever now, like beyond himself and beyond materialism. Yeah. Like, I don't know how far, whether it's into cuckoo territory or whether it's just self-aware, but I think in general he's found enlightenment. I don't know. Again, that I sounds pretentious. I he's still not a crazy anti-vaxxer, but. Uh, yeah, he very well may be. Probably is still. Uh, yeah, Jim Carrey is not in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> hmm, that's one of my notes here. <laughs> I've got Buster Rhymes, uh, Roseanne Barr, mm-hmm. uh, and Tim the Toolman Taylor. Not, not in this movie. Yeah, Richard Carn though is weird. Uh, <laughs> you had me pause for a minute. I was like, no, no he's not. <laughs> um, okay, so we are in the forest. They a giant. Uh, poisonous spider ends up killing a dude and that makes their way to a small town where Jeff Daniels has just showed up and he's going to become the new uh, the new small town doctor. Yeah. Uh, so the, the way the spider gets there is in a coffin mm-hmm. from the guy who died. Um, this hits all the bullet points. Mortician comes in, eating a sandwich. Eating a sandwich. Uh, then he their cat gets up and disturbs the corpse. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the sandwich. Mm-hmm. So it hits everything. Yes. I always want to know, uh, that's a book. 
All right. <laughs> Remind me to delete this. That's a book. We need to find the origin of every cliche. Like, because at some point someone has watched this and like, what a cliche. And like, that's where it came from. Yeah. I think it's, it's a trope rather than a cliche because I think cliches. I apologize. You're correct. I think there, there's yes. a difference. Cliches are language or like shorthand language. And tropes are things that we see over and over again. You're absolutely for not right. Necessarily, I apologize. Good reasons. You're absolutely right. Um. So, uh, immediately I love so Jeff Daniels. He moves his family mm-hmm. here. Uh, you meet his family. You get to see him sit down with the doctor. He's taking over, and the doctor's like, "Go fuck yourself. You just moved here for this. I'm not. You don't get my patience. I'm not retiring. I'm not retiring." And like immediately, I feel connected to Jeff Daniels. Mm-hmm. Like you're rooting for this guy. He's a nice guy, and you empathize with him immediately. Right. Uh, my first note here on uh, past mortician stuff is Jeff Daniels is a delight, isn't he? Because that's what he is in this movie. Just pure delight. He like is. him and the, the like the banter between him and his wife, um, I thought was great. Especially like the, um, oh, you know, I've only got good news, bad news. I've only got. I got my first. I'm seeing my first patient. Yep. Bad news is she's my only patient. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's like, hey, we could get lucky. She could be riddled with disease. Yep. And he th- that's there's a callback to that a right. little and bit. And then immediately <laughs> it cuts to the thing, and he's like, well, you're perfectly healthy. And she's like, sorry. And he's like, well, what's the alternative? You're riddled with disease. <laughs> there's a another uh, quick moment, uh, relatively early in the movie too, where he's like introducing himself to everybody around town, mm-hmm. and uh, he says the word nepotism. And they're like, no, no, we're Baptist. Yeah. <laughs> also in that scene, he mentioned his wife, he like, used to be a stockbroker. And uh, he's like, oh, what do you think about artificial intelligence? I think it's 1990. Yeah. What artificial intelligence stocks are there? Like uh, that one arcade machine that was $20 for 20 minutes. Teddy Rupskin. Rupskin? 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 Rupskin. Yes. That's, that's not really AI. Right. That's the joke, because it's a talking humanoid. It's not really a humanoid. I think anything... It's an anthropomorphized bear. I, don't know, I think anything that they... like That's not how bears look. It's it's a... It is how bears look. It's just been given human features, which is anthropomorphizing it. Doesn't make it humanoid. No, I think anything that you turn into a human, vaguely human shape, is a humanoid. It's still bear-shaped. That's true. We and just give bears it the traits of humans, humans like facial expressions that aren't bear-like that are more human-like and things like that i've smoked pot twice in my life Mm -hmm. and i think maybe got high one time of those two okay but every time i go to the zoo and i took my kids to the zoo yesterday i feel high (laughs) because off of the the heat and zebra (laughs) shit because like so specifically twice yesterday i felt it all right like we're at the uh, orangutan cages or house, whatever, mm-hmm. and we are at the sea otters. And all I ever do is look at their hands or their 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 flippers, right? And I completely see. I'm just like looking at them, like at their hand and my hand, or their <laughs> flipper and then my flipper. And I'm like, evolution's so real, dude. How can anybody? Look at that hand and not see it's the same hand. Look at that flipper. That's totally my hand. 
So, I think that's called heat exhaustion. <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating to agree, but I definitely yeah. have like those bigger moments every time I go to the zoo and like there's a little baby orangutan this and it's flapping around and doing all this stuff and like and I can't help but be like, what the fuck is wrong with you if you don't buy into this? Like it's right there. Look at it. God's just reusing the same parts, man. The uh the coolest thing that I ever saw at the zoo was I saw a mama uh gorilla maybe and the little baby and they were playing or whatever and the mom tapped the baby on the shoulder but on the opposite shoulder that she was standing so that the baby turned around and there wasn't anything there and they both laughed about it and thought it was hilarious i was like that is exactly what we all have done to our own kid like that's awesome it was hilarious. Like it was legit. Like I came up with the same joke <laughs> as that gorilla. <laughs> oh no, it I feel was, bad. It was incredible. Yeah, I'm dumb like a gorilla. <laughs> uh, so anyway, um, so we got nepotism. Uh, so he starts going through, and he's getting a little bit of business. He's trying to, he's trying to make a living, right? Um, so he has the one patient, and then the the local high school football coach uh, invites him to, to give him some business. And he ends up having to walk through the, all the football team and check them for hernias. Yeah. As a seven year old, I had no idea. I didn't understand this at all. Yeah. He's just looking him in the eyes and telling him to cough. What can he, yeah. What can he I don't understand that? what I'm every time. And I probably a hundred times I asked my parents like, what is this scene? I don't understand this. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it never got explained to me. Uh, I think it did eventually. My mom did, but I still didn't really understand it. Um, but here's the thing. Shouldn't he be washing his hands in between every single one of these? Definitely. Yeah. Otherwise, you're just transferring germs from one scrote to the next scrote. Yes, but even if it wasn't a scrotum, I think the standards and practices, if oh, you yeah. looked in a hundred, if you looked in 10 years, shouldn't he be swapping it out and putting different gloves on in every person? Yeah. He doesn't. Hmm. I would have fought to be the line leader in that day. <laughs> it's like getting in the front of the line for a gangbang. Yes, exactly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned my lesson on that. <laughs> <laughs> so speaking of gangbangs. Yeah. I don't understand them. Okay. Oh, you actually have something. I thought that was just going to be a line. No, no, no. I... I have a conversation. Okay. Here. So. Obviously, this might be more of an assumption, but it's got to be true. Um, women get paid more in pornography than men, right? Because it's supply and demand. Way more men would be willing. They want to have sex with an attractive woman, right? Um, it's way it's men are actually well underpaid um, because it's pardon the pardon the pun, but it's much harder because <laughs> like. They have to get erections yeah. uh, when they don't feel like it, and they have to, you know, do the money shot when the money shot is ready and not before. But but there's tons of men that would be willing to do that, so that's why they can get compensated less. I, I think there are much, 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 much more females in porn than there are men. But that's because I think the demand isn't there to have them come in, is what I'm saying. I mean, anyway, here's if here's, you're doing straight porn, you still need a guy and a gal. Yes, but my point is, so uh, uh, pilots, okay? 
pilots are usually live like barely above the poverty line. Okay. Why are you laughing yeah. at this? Because I know exactly where you're going with this. Okay. Where am I going with this? That men were more when because men like sex, they're they'll take they will a do smaller yes. compensation for yes. being able yes. to fulfill their dream yes. of stabbing a needle in their dick so that they can get hard. Yes. Exactly. Okay. So, do you disagree with that? I think that uh, I, though there are tons of dudes who say they would love to do porn, I think any actor who's been in more than a few scenes, like I think the the drop-off rate is way down. Oh, I'm sure that's true. And I don't like if you're if you're trying to make a good porn, you don't want you don't want somebody who's like super excited to be there, really, because then that means he's going to be super excited. Sure, but you're missing. So here's where I'm going with no, this. No, I don't think I'm missing your point. I think you're missing some of the things. No, the, where, where did this start out? Gangbang. Okay. Okay. Gangbang. Are those dudes like volunteers? Because the dudes in gangbangs, right? Are we talking like? Trying to break a record 500 people? Or are yes. we talking like three dudes in no, one chair? No, like the 500 thing. Yeah, yeah. Those are totally dudes that they just like let come in, right? No I'm, pun intended. I'm sure they do a tiny bit of vetting. Yeah, I'm sure. But, but, but for the most part, that's much. just you and me that are like, dude, yeah. you want to do this? Yeah. I'll do it if you do it. Yeah. That freaks me out. Like, <laughs> oh. You realize there are people right now who have known each other for five minutes and are having sex. Yeah. I don't understand what your point is. That, like, the fact that they're number 293 that day, that's your your point? No, my, my, my point, I don't know. Like, what's weird about being 200, number 293 versus uh, just picking up a girl at a bar? Because it's on camera. Oh, okay. Like, that's okay. my thing. Like, we've talked about this before. Like, if you're one of 500 dudes, like, I need to watch those because I guarantee you somebody we know has done that. <laughs> so I'm going to I'm gonna keep watching you watch everyone <laughs> just to find somebody. I'll be like, there's saxophone, Ryan. I knew it. <laughs> no, honey, it's research for the podcast. <laughs> uh, okay, that's my gangbang question. So also like the whole like men in porn thing, um, a lot of straight men do gay porn as well. Yeah, that's a thing. It it pays better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's your number? What's your dollar amount for a blowy? To blow a dude? Yeah. I don't know. I feel like thirty four year old me and eighteen year old me. The number is way different bigger or smaller what do you think i think you're i don't know this could go either way here's my here's what i'm trying to debate go for it so the same reason that we've said 18 year olds are like my dick is so big it's so huge and 34 year old us is like my dick is so small it's way smaller than yours like that self-deprecation like you've got it figured out more than you did you were you were 18 Mm -hmm. right you're like i don't give a shit it's not that big of a deal but on the flipping it on its head, are you saying you're way less desperate as a 34-year-old than you were an 18-year-old? So I don't know. 
So take a guess. I'm going to say you would do it for you because you always call me cheap. It would take more for you to do it at 34. I, I think it's way less. Yeah. Because 18 year old me was like, ew, gay, like, no. Like, 18 year old virgin me, like, was like, oh, if a chick ever blows me, she has to, like, go brush her teeth and gargle and anything before we ever kiss. Now it's like, whatever. <laughs> like, in the heat of the moment, like, that can be hot. I remember. Like uh, the, I know 34 year old me knows so much more. When did this podcast be about fucking cum? <laughs> like, seriously. <laughs> Welcome to the Cumcast. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah 34 year old me is way more s- secure in my sexuality and that it's like it's just it's skin uh my uh i remember i remember watch one of my very first boob movies that we had in the house was weekend of bernie's okay. like there's a scene where dead bernie rips off somebody's topless or uh you know what i mean they mm-hmm. rip off their top and like she had uh, very obvious tan lines. And I remember telling my friend at like eight, like, I'm going to make my wife tan her boobs. That's gross. And like, <laughs> like the absurdity of that is yeah. so dumb. Um, but I think this might correspond to our lowered expectations. Like now we're like, I'd even do it, dude. <laughs> yeah. I don't think it is. Like, I'm just, it's just uh, when you haven't, when you haven't had any sex stuff, like all sex stuff is like, bah, crazy. And like, you think you know what you're into, but you have no idea what you're into. Uh, and you're like, you make, especially at 18, it doesn't matter what it is. You make these like, this is how I live my life. And it's always going to be that way decisions. And now like fucking decade and a half later, I'm just like, oh, that guy was an idiot. Oh yeah, for he sure. He had no idea. Like I knew he knew he had no idea what he was talking about, but he had no idea how much he had no idea what he was talking about. Yeah, yeah. I wish we would have made made a podcast with our eighteen year old selves. That would have been fun. Mm-hmm. And we would have invented podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, so, he, so I had no idea what was going on with this ball grabbing thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, you have these little tiny moments. Um, and I, this is one that I, I still don't know if it would translate, but, uh, there's, I'm jumping ahead. People start dying in the town. All of them, uh, Jeff Daniels recently just had involvement with and checked out. Right. Right. Um, we make our way to the mortician. Okay. And him and his wife, uh, sit down and they're going to watch wheel of fortune. Mm hmm. And they, he's so excited every night they watch Wheel of Fortune together with popcorn and they get some popcorn and they take the phone off the hook. Uh, and he's so excited. He's popping his popcorn. He gets a Coke and he gets a popcorn and he rushes out to sit beside his wife on the table. Who's Mimi, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they both sit down and they clap. <laughs> yeah. And ev- literally every time in my life that like. I get into that like relaxed zone when it's just my wife and I, like whether we're sitting in bed and watching a movie or we're there, I have that moment where I want to do that. I mean, I don't, you know, that I don't look at you like an idiot. I've never done it. Never once. Mm -hmm. But I have that feeling twice a week, maybe that I literally want to sit down and just be like, (laughs) just (laughs) the enthusiasm that that couple shares for, 
Wheel of Fortune. Just their nightly ritual. That's my relationship goal. Yeah. Like, I am not even joking when I say that. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, yeah, it's uh, arachnophobia means a lot to me. <laughs> I Like, this movie was a big part of my childhood. I didn't realize it was so formative of yours. It, it is. Hmm. Mm-hmm. Can I tell you another thing that confused me? If I'm going too fast, but this no. is more just like picking things. Going too fast, we're like, it's, we're an hour in. I was always like... confused about, so there's a spider expert, Julian Sands, right? And mm-hmm. he ends up coming to the town. He's kind of responsible for discovering this spider. And in the barn is where they've discovered that this spider is living. And I was always, so he, he reaches up and he like plucks one of the uh, the strands of the spider web. And I was always like, how did this spider know Morse code? And how did he communicate with this spider by t- <laughs> like, yeah. I say always, but that was obviously the very early times of watching mm-hmm. it. And I was probably 10 when I was like, he didn't talk to the spider. He just that's plucked how it. webs work. But I thought that's how much he like was in tune with them. They could be like, like a harp, like, mm-hmm. I'm here. Just hit the right note. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I'm an idiot. <laughs> this movie has a lot of uh, what I hate, okay. and I, you know, I hate when it's in movies because it it actually works in movies. Uh, I just hate it in real life, and that's in, like intellectual hate, which is don't listen to this guy. He thinks he's smart. Like we we know where it's at. Mm-hmm. Us dummies. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot, like a lot of like this is how a small town works. Right, you need to get oh, your, your head around your this. big city and your autopsies and you're figuring out why people are dying. Huh. <laughs> 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 Pishaw. I think that might just be a conservative liberal mentality. Maybe. <laughs> uh, this movie, like, the, this was not. Peta was not on set for this, right? There's no they way. They kill a lot of spiders. They absolutely do. And these spiders look fantastic. Yeah. Like, they had to have went through a ton to get these shots right because these spiders are phenomenal actors. Like, they do everything that needs done. And they really do look kind of menacing. Like, if I saw one of these spiders, I would probably lose my mind. Oh, yeah. And I don't got, feel like I'm arachnophobic at all. They definitely got the right size where it's like, that's a big-ass spider. But it's not like a big-ass spider. <laughs> Uh, like I was Googling, like trying to figure out what kind they were or whatever. And they like, they had to import them from New Zealand. Mm-hmm. Like whatever company is responsible for that had an awesome year in 1990 that they <laughs> like, we got an order for this many spiders this year. Yeah. Now they're just like, uh, we'll never have another year like 90. Yeah. <laughs> we thought maybe 91, like that was going to be it. But no. Uh, Jamie from Mythbusters, I read in the IMDb trivia, like his the big spider at the end, like that was his first big thing that he did. Okay, cool. So I thought that was impressive. That, like, I, you know that either the director had the, more patience than Stanley Kubrick or that 100% was not a real spider because like they're the tracking shot and then it like stops behind something right on cue mm-hmm. and then scuttles along. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that it one was good. It. it was good spider scuttling. <laughs> uh, Jeff, uh, I'm sorry, John Goodman. John fucking Goodman. Uh, shows we have up. Jeff Daniels, who's a delight. 
and John Goodman, who's a fucking national treasure. Uh, together. Yeah. And John Goodman, I can't think of another role that he plays like this. I love that John Goodman takes every role as if it were like, uh, this is going to be nominated for an Oscar. Mm-hmm. And like 100%, whatever that role is, he he fucking goes for it. And this role is just, I'm a stupid exterminator guy, and mm-hmm. I'm going to go to the fucking extreme with yeah. that. Uh, so even at the be like, you first meet him, and he's walking around tapping shit, right? Mm-hmm. And this is the dude that is, he is a snobby exterminator. Like, he knows that's what he does. That's his thing for a living. Yeah. Um, and it's phenomenal. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's kind of a backwards, kind of slow dude. Yeah. Uh, and he plays it fantastic. Yeah. It's Delbert. They think, they think they have termites, so that's why they call him in. Yep. And uh, he's like going around the basement. He's like, uh, <laughs> would anybody object to me taking the floor out? She's like, I certainly would. It's like, okay, I don't, don't need to do that. <laughs> there, uh, he's like, oh, you got some, there's no termites, uh, but you got some bad wood. She's like, what would cause that? He's like, bad wood. <laughs> well, what should we do about it? Take out the bad wood, put in some good wood. <laughs> Um, and he plays it throughout the whole time. He ends up kind of being the hero. He shoots them with some insecticide that makes them smoke. Yeah, it is like this acid. He says like a few drops on a termite hill and like it'll just go up. Uh, but it's also eco-friendly, mm-hmm. which I'm pretty sure Big Ass Spider makes a callback to you. Like, they're like, hey, we know, we know about arachnophobia. Yeah. Uh, I have a fan theory about that too. Um, you think Greg Grunberg is John Goodman's son? Yes, that's exactly what it is. How did you know that? Because <laughs> you said I have a fan theory about these two movies, and mm-hmm. I went, "Oh, well, that's what it is." That's of course what it is. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the 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 spiders hiss at points in this movie too. Mm-hmm. That's painful. Like <laughs> at the very beginning, the big big spider like hisses at a dog, and I'm like, "They don't hiss." <laughs> There's no hissing spider. There might be. I don't know. There's a hissing cockroach. Yeah. I don't think there's a hissing spider. Unless you drop them in a boiling bowl of, of uh, water. Those are lobsters. Oh, so close. Which are basically just spiders of the sea. Um, <laughs> spiders of the sea. They're just giant bugs. I like that. They're delicious. They're just giant bugs. I like that. I've only ever had lobster once. Really? Yes. And it was a poor experience. So... Uh, there's a local semi-expensive place in town called Takaoka. Mm-hmm. It's like a Japanese place. And my parents took us there. I was probably 10, right? Uh, Takaoka is not a place for a country-born like, no. 10-year-old. Mm-mm. Nope. So I was there, and I'm like, I want lobster. My parents are like, you are not going to eat lobster, you fat country bumpkin. Get something with <laughs> gravy. I was like, I want lobster. I like fish sticks. Thus, I will like lobster. Mm-hmm. No, I'm not getting you lobster. And I'm like, no, well, lobster. It's $34, Russ. I'm not. Well, fine. If you get it, you are eating it. One bite into my lobster. I don't like this. God damn it, Russ. Why the f- We went over this. Dad, can I have your steak instead? Well, I wanted I wanted this. That's why I got this steak, Russ. Well, really. So he ended up eating my lobster, which is not what he wanted, mm-hmm. but probably just bitterly like somebody's going to eat this. I'm paying $34 for yeah. this fucking lobster. Yeah. I really wanted that steak he's over there eating. <laughs> That's the only time I've had lobster because in my mind I don't like it, but I really mm. need to try it again. <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, Maine lobster. 
don't like rock lobster is good, but it's not the lobster. That rock lobster. Yeah, rock lobster. Uh, it's it's a little more fishy. It's mm-hmm. it's good. Um, but if you like, if you want lobster, like go, fucking go to Red Lobster, get the ultimate feast. It has everything you need. Eat it. It's delicious. Deal. It's like thirty bucks. We should do that January first. You and I go to Red Lobster. Yes, I I've been there twice in the last month. <laughs> okay, how's your bet going? <laughs> like, red, uh, a Red Lobster isn't that awful. I mean, the cheddar bay biscuits are fucking good and probably not <laughs> great for me, but steam seafood. Yeah. Okay. Only uh, some of it fried. What am I missing about arachnophobia? Uh. The girl, you know, because they have the obligatory shower scene. Yes. Who, like, grinds the web into her hair. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was gross. That is pretty gross. Yeah. Like, you you go into a shower to get clean. You're doing the opposite. <laughs> oh, and the song over the credits, which is like, hey, don't kill spiders. <laughs> I loved it. Uh, like, I usually turn it off, like... But I just happened to hear it before I got to the the controller, and it was like, "What? I think is this like a Hey Pro Spider song? <laughs> this is this is great. I like that. Um, arachnophobia is fantastic. It's great. If you haven't seen it, you absolutely reason. need to do it. Is this uh, is it a classic? I don't know. I feel like it's above cult status, but I don't think it's like. If you say arachnophobia, no one, no. not everyone is just going to go, oh, yeah, arachnophobia. No, I don't, I feel like it's below like your gremlins and stuff. Like, I feel like it should be right there with it, though. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absolutely a movie. Like, p- people that don't like horror movies or watch horror movies know gremlins. Yeah. Um, and they should know arachnophobia. If there's only ever one spider movie anybody watches in their life, it should be arachnophobia. Or Spider-Man Homecoming. Which there are no spiders in. No. Um, yeah. Um, so usually this is the moment when we have like our little mid-episode banter where I tell a story. Mm-hmm. I don't really have one. So when are when are we going to get you to watch all the Marvel movies? I was thinking about that recently. Like, do you know gotta, how many there are? There's got to be like thirty now, right? <laughs> there are nineteen. The nineteenth oh. one just came out. Still seems like a lot. There's a lot. I mean, there are ten X-Men movies. And then 19 MCU Do you have movies. them? How do I get them? I have all 18 of the MCU movies that are out and all 10. No, there are 11. Uh, Deadpool 2 just came out, so there are 11 X-Men movies. Right. Week after next. Okay. Show up with two of them. Uh, I figured like that this would have to be like a Saw series, much like oh. where you go you go through the MCU. Okay. Because you got to, like, we'll take it one at a time at our own pace, release them all like we do. Okay. Let's talk about things on mic again. Yes, yeah, it's, it's kind of our thing. It's what we do. Yeah. Good. Let's plan this podcast on mic. Yeah. Because um, you got to start with Iron Man, and then I've seen Iron 18 Man. Letter, eighteen letter letter eighteen movies later, Infinity War, like makes so much more sense. I've seen some of them. So that's fine. You'll rewatch the ones you have. I I saw some of the saws. Okay. And one uh, of the Chucky movies. Yeah. Uh, big ass spider. Big ass spider. Synopsis. Big ass spider. Thoughts. Uh. Okay. I took a ton of notes. Uh. This is going to end up being a speed round where you go through all your notes, the things that you didn't say. I can foresee it coming. Okay, but uh, both good and bad. 
uh, mostly good, because like uh, last week was clown, right? Yes. So you talk about clown and how like you loved it, like it's blah blah. blah. Clown was a super serious movie, and then the whole point was like, hey, look how super serious we're taking this silly thing. Mm-hmm. This is, hey, this is a really silly thing. We know it's a really silly thing. Fucking strap in. Let's have some fun. Yes. This was great. Uh, so Big Ass Spider. So there's a million fucking garbage Big Ass Spider movies. Mm-hmm. A million of them. This was going to be one of them. It was called Mega Spider. It was a straight movie. And you can imagine this movie following all of these beats and everything's serious, right? Yeah. And... They handed it to a guy named Mike Mendez, and he turned it into this. Um, That's awesome. When we used to have Dwight and uh, I don't remember the other guy's name, uh, he they brought the, us the a people stu- we had deep intimate relationships they, with, they, who were uh, <laughs> you know co members of the podcast. Yes. Really, uh, yeah, they've been out for a while. We need yeah. to get, take them off the payroll. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you remember, they told a story about Mike Mendez being hired by the Obama administration because he was able to turn shit into gold. Okay. Uh, and this is uh, what prompted the Obama administration to do that um, because that's absolutely what it is. It got the right person's hand in it and he was able, like he convinced them to name this. Is there somebody here? No, I'm just, because this, continue with your thought and then I'll go into my thought. Uh, he is the one that petitioned like this shouldn't be called mega spider mega spider is going to be this is every other giant spider movie this is every other piece of shit straight to video horror movie with a shitty cgi creature and b-list actors we have to call this big ass spider to tell people we know what you're watching we know that this is exactly that yes exactly because there really isn't though they most of these movies that's their biggest hang up is they go the clown route on them which i still argue clown works but especially with something as terrible as these it doesn't work at all and yeah. mike mendez was able to turn shit into gold yeah uh the reason i'm looking around is because you have like all this memorabilia like all these posters and stuff mm-hmm. from like these some of them are like diamonds in the rough and most of them are like classics of the genre and then there's like a big ass spider poster and it's like always been like, why, why is that up there with all this other stuff? Now I know. Now you know. Good. Yeah. I'm glad you liked it. Good. I was a little worried about this. Like I'm watching the movie and like I'm seeing this, let's I'll be honest, pretty shitty looking spider. Yeah. And I'm like, did I make a mistake? Is Justin going to show up and be like, another fucking shitty movie? Can't believe you made me watch this big CGI spider. Okay. I'm going to I'm gonna make a reference to that is probably going to be lost on you, but it is very uh deep into how I'm thinking about the difference between clown and big ass spider. Okay. Is that clown is a DC movie. Okay. Um, I don't know how much you know about DC, but you know, um, Zack Snyder, right? I do. Zack Snyder is like the architect of the DC EU. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so everything is like super fucking dark and entertainment super universe, serious entertainment universe. Uh, extended universe, I believe. Okay. Uh, so yeah, everything is super dark. Everything like it's all about like big slow motion action moments, and everything is taken super seriously. Uh, and this was like a Marvel movie where they they tell their story. Sometimes it's good, sometimes it isn't, but it's always just going to be a fun fucking ride. 
Uh, and while both have reverence for the material, one is fun and one isn't. My five-year-old now has a Batman voice. Like he has little Batman characters and mm-hmm. he has a total Christian Bale Batman voice. <laughs> I like that. Like that's Michael Keaton's doing, right? Like that's, he's the first one who's like, oh, I'm Batman. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah. Cause yeah. Adam West was like, I'm Batman. <laughs> um, so uh, we open with Greg. You just juggled your phone. That was awesome. Yep, I caught it though. Uh, so Greg, Grunberg is uh, an exterminator. He goes and visits Lin Shay. Uh, I I need to I need to start my first. I forgot yeah. my first note. Yes, is this movie's on Amazon Prime, and I searched for the term "big ass." Mm-hmm. First thing that came up was "big ass spider." Uh-huh. The third thing that came up was "big ass guns," mm-hmm. which I feel like we need to watch. <laughs> it was an hour and a half of a dude who really liked guns showing you a bunch of big ass guns. <laughs> But the second result mm-hmm. was Tripping the Rift Season 2, <laughs> which is like CGI porn, but that's not porn. That's like That was like on Comedy Central or something, or sci-fi or something. Bizarre. You search big ass, the second thing that comes up is Tripping the Rift. Uh, I think starring Pamela Anderson, and then later it's changed to Carmen Electra. That's bizarre. Do you remember VIP with Pamela Anderson? I remember Barbarella. I don't remember if I remember. It was a TV show that used to be on like Friday nights at like 11. Mm -hmm. It was wonderful in middle school. (laughs) That's it. Terrible show. Oh, I'm sure. Uh, Wonderful to watch. Uh, So anyway, so Greg Grunberg, um, we meet him. He's uh, It starts with like a weird music video Mm -hmm. of him like waking up in slow motion and like cool ass music. Uh, and he's just like walking through all this like fucking chaos, mm-hmm. like a badass. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm just like 30 seconds in fucking. Yeah. Second note is those helicopters are moving way too fucking fast. <laughs> <laughs> like a CGI helicopter just kind of goes skitters across the screen. Yeah. Really fast. Yes. Uh, it should not do that. But yes. Okay. Continue. Uh, and he has the back and forth like. I'm a good guy thing is all they're establishing. Like yeah. Greg Grunberg, he's doing a solid. He's a good guy. Uh, yeah, he helps an old woman. She like, it's his day off because every great movie start like where something revolves around a, like someone doing a job. It's always his day off. Yes. Die hard. Mm-hmm. Others. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, it's his day off and he goes to... Uh, get the, this trap out of her cellar and uh she's like straight up disses her cat uh where she oh god what was his name she was like mr M- mr muggles mr muggles not very good at catching mice so like, i don't remember what her, it was somewhat clever yeah yeah well i think a lot of this is clever oh it was uh god who's the no, fuck! It's gone. It's a tangent, cool. Mima. Well, it was worth. I feel it. like I remember something about maple syrup in my brain. The cat was named after maple syrup. Sure. Jemima, no good at nope. Okay, so he gets bit by what is they call a brown recluse. Absolutely not a brown recluse. 
We're from the Midwest. We know what brown recluses look like. I have no idea what a fucking brown recluse looks like. It doesn't like. look like that. There was okay. a tiny little house spider. But he gets bit by a brown recluse, has to go to the hospital. Uh, and he immediately starts flirting with his nurse, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and goes to pay his bill. Yeah. Uh, we, see a, we, we see a guy in the morgue. Yes. Uh, I looked very closely. He may have just eaten a sandwich, but he was not eating a sandwich on camera. Hmm. He was making himself a bit of an Irish coffee. <laughs> uh, and he goes to pay his bill and is like, this isn't going well. I really don't want to have to pay this bill. This sucks a couple hundred dollars, especially when I wasn't working. I didn't get paid for this. Yeah. Um, and he overheals. Here's Ray Rise. Ray Wise uh, and a group of army people show up and uh, what's funny? I just, you, yeah. What? I don't know. You're skipping ahead and I just feel like. Go ahead. Go talk. No, like he never sees the army people show up. He doesn't meet the army people till later. Come on, man. I'm sorry. The army people I'm... show up after he's already left with Jose. Okay. So. Okay. Go ahead. Maybe I should just go through my notes. You I, go through your notes. And then you, you obviously can, have you way more detail about, than I do, and I will jump in when I, I want to. There. Yes. Okay. So uh, we hear he the fire ha- alarm going off. He just off. has the screenplay in front of him. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we hear the fire alarm go off, and then dude enters, and he's like, everybody calm down. It's a false alarm. How does he know it's a false alarm? He just guessed <laughs> that it was and told all the hospital patients to, hey, don't immediately evacuate in case there actually is a fire. Because I I know it's fake. Uh, yeah, the the spider beats the beats eats bites the morgue dude on the neck. Yes, and it looks really gnarly. Yeah. Uh, it's around this time that I decided. This I is sh- after the spider unzipped himself yes. from the body bag. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's about the size of a cat now, probably. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, this is about the time I realized I'm pretty sure this movie was made for uh, twelve dollars and four hundred fifty thousand favors. Yeah, <laughs> I think that might be the accurate number. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he decides he will trade uh, getting rid of the spider for hey, you know, the brown recluse anti venom. Yes, and this is where we meet the real star of the movie, mm-hmm. right? Jose. Jose. He is fantastic. Yes. I want to watch the Jose show and just listen to him talk. Yes. I <laughs> I would totally take like I this movie is great. I want to see 17 sequels. I want it, <laughs> I want this to spin off into a Netflix series of just them fighting <laughs> weird insect related things. Uh my favorite line at the beginning here is they're trying to describe how big it is or what it looks like. Mm-hmm. Uh and he's like uh, it's big as this cat. It's as big as a spider, and uh, Jose's like maybe like, it's like a monkey. Yeah, it's like, like as big a, as a monkey. Yeah, as big as a monkey, and he's like oh, maybe it's a spider monkey. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so this is where he uh, introduces him to his homemade concoction mm-hmm. uh, that is totally a fucking arachnophobia reference. Absolutely. So, is there more to your theory other than it's the sun? Uh that the ages are probably about right and they're both kind of husky fellows yeah. and they're both exterminators. That's my entire theory. Okay. Yeah, I'm running with that. Uh, so the spider is climbing through the vents mm-hmm. and it comes out of the vents. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We got to talk about in the vents first. So they're trying to talk on the radio, right? I'm. That hasn't happened yet. 
Go ahead. It, the, the spider eats the dude's face mm-hmm. and then goes back into the vents. Okay. So it eats the dude's face and then we paint like we pan over and the monitor like to get that he's dead. They show the monitor. The monitor is like twenty feet away from the bed. <laughs> like why is why is the monitor like in front of the doorway instead of next to the bed? But yeah, the spider eats a, an old guy's face. Yes. Uh I'm scared to talk yes. now. <laughs> Keep going. Tell me when I'm allowed to talk about what I want to talk about. Uh, so now Greg Grunberg gets into the vents. Yes. And he goes crawling after him. Mm-hmm. Which way is he supposed to go? Uh, to the left. Which way? The left. Wait, wait, which? Can't okay, hear you. The which left, way? right? Which way? Uh, izquierda. Am I scared of what? <laughs> <laughs> That's my favorite one. It's fantastic. I love yeah. it. <laughs> Yeah, but my favorite, like my favorite part of that, back and forth. But my favorite part of that exchange Spanglish. is so many times you absolutely hear the word "left." Fine, mm-hmm. but it's yeah, <laughs> it's like I don't even remember what movie. It's probably in more than one movie. But like trying to open the car door when they're trying to unlock it at the same time, mm-hmm. right? And it's so fucking frustrating. And that's that you get you, that same. I don't know feeling. if you've done it on this podcast, but you have. Uh, like elucid, elucidated is that the word elucidated you have elicited eli- no i don't know you have talked a lot to me about your frustration of like uh unlocking the door <laughs> at the same time that someone else is trying to pull I it have open kids so that definitely doesn't help with it at all back in the day it was girlfriends yeah you, you i feel like you hated all your girlfriends for exactly that reason <laughs> Uh, so his, uh, the light, he has like goggles on and there's like a light attached mm-hmm. and he's in the vent. So what happens up, it starts going out. Mm-hmm. And so I'm already fucking typing. Oh, I fucking hate the light going out trope. And then he pulls out a lighter and I'm like, oh, it's the light going out trope is almost worse than the, the lighter inside the, the vents trope. Then his fucking hands catch on fire <laughs> because, because they were covered in webbing. Yes. And he gets the lighter out and he's just <laughs> shaking them on fire. I was like, okay, well, okay. They uh, they did the ropes and then that was awesome. <laughs> Didn't see that coming, I don't think. Yeah. <laughs> so then uh, we kind of really get the, the military comes um, and we really get to know, I don't even know her fucking name. Don't know. Pretty blonde lady. Yes, pretty blonde blonde lady. Well, no, not, not pretty blonde nurse, pretty blonde lieutenant. Yes. Okay. I said lady. Yeah, but there's more than one pretty blonde lady. That's true. Uh, so he's he tracks the spider down into the basement. Uh, it's crawling around, and she's coming down and says, look out. And it is like on a thing above him. Mm-hmm. And then she fires like four shots. None of all of them are like waist high on him. <laughs> She's a terrible shot. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, in this group, we get uh, there. There's like six people that just follow Ray Wise and this blonde uh, lieutenant around mm-hmm. that never say anything or never do anything. <laughs> and the Asian dude just keeps looking at the at the camera. Yeah. Just he's looking through my soul the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like <laughs> that's obviously a favor that was called in like <laughs> yeah so they're basically like hey we'll take it from here uh you go 
you you fuck off. You fuck right the fuck off. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's like, well, they told me to fuck off, so I'm going to go fuck off now. And Jose gives him like this this great speech. Like, hey, you know, couldn't wouldn't this like be really good publicity? And he's like, yeah, it totally would. I don't get your point. He's like, no, man, you could be like famous. I'm starting to slip into the accent. Like, that's, <laughs> it's kind of racist. I should not do that. He's like, no, man, you could be like, you could be like the most famous exterminator ever. He's like, I, I totally could. I don't understand what you're saying right now. He's like, just let's go fucking get the spider. Yeah, he's like, he's, oh yeah, it's a good idea. Hop I love, in. And he's like, my boss told me to help you, so I can completely <laughs> leave the hospital property <laughs> yeah. and go on this excursion with you. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Just doing my job. I'm just doing my job. I need a Jose in my life that's yes. just like positive and tells me I'm awesome all the time and that we can do it with an accent. Doesn't yeah. matter what. No. It, yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. Like, uh, I love him so much. <laughs> I want. He's great. Yeah, he is. Uh, so then they start talking about the the biggest spiders. It's like, <laughs> how big is the biggest spider? He's like, I don't know, twelve, thirteen. Like that. That definitely has to be the giant bird, the Goliath bird eater. Yeah. Uh, but this one's was bigger. Yeah, this is the 13 inches. This one, how big was it? 20 inches and black. So 20 inches and black and long, huh? <laughs> oh, I get it. Black people have big dicks. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> uh, but there, you also missed the point when they go through like they're auctioning off how big it could be because he was like it was bigger than that. Yeah. How big? 13 inches? Oh yeah, 13, 13 and, and a half. half. Oh, yeah. 14? Maybe. <laughs> just kept going. He's like, I'll just be here all day. You keep guessing. <laughs> 14 and a half? <laughs> so uh, now we go back into like military action, which they they have this like trailer that's like their command center mm-hmm. that somehow teleports around. Yeah. And sometimes they're in it and sometimes they're not. Yeah. Some, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Sometimes they both get out and are in different places. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so okay, my notes. But keep me. in mind, if this sounds like we're bashing this movie, I am not because no. that is not what it is about. This movie basically just centers around listening to Jose and Greg Gunberg talk. Yes, like <laughs> I love Greg Gunberg and Jose. Like, I want to. I I want that buddy comedy. Yeah, give them ten episodes on Netflix, mm-hmm. like tonight, <laughs> today. I burped while saying that. Uh, so then. <laughs> Then we see the news. The, they go to the trailer and they're like, hey, check this out on the news. And the spider is like fucking six feet tall, like six feet yeah. wide or something mm-hmm. by this time. Then later they go like, okay, we need to kill this thing. And they find its nest and it's like, it's apparently been an hour and they have, he has like 20 or 30 bodies in there. And then they find a really tiny exoskeleton, and they're like, oh, it molted. Like, it was just fucking six feet big. <laughs> like, of course it fucking molted. <laughs> we, oh, God, it's going to reach stage three now. I, we fucking saw that yeah, five minutes ago. It's six feet wide. It's good. <laughs> I, think, I think we're past worried about this. Um if you notice, Jose seems like he's definitely the brains behind this operation. Oh, yeah. And Greg... Grunberg keeps taking the credit for it. Um, like he keeps like Greg Grunberg knows every, everything about the the spiders. Yes, 
Um, but Jose is the one who takes that knowledge and puts and it and he, figures he out where it's it. going to be. Yeah, yeah, it's the application for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, but Greg Grunberg keeps taking all the credit from the uh, from the army for this. Yeah, and Jose is such a great friend. He just keeps giving it to him. He's like, "Yeah, he is great, isn't he? Yeah, he really is awesome." <laughs> and no, it's completely Jose because he's like, "Oh yeah, we had my quinceanera at the park." <laughs> he's like, "That's a great idea." <laughs> he didn't have his quinceanera. Dudes don't have quinceaneras. They have. His, his niece had her quinceanera yes. there last week or something. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that was all his credit. Yeah. Uh, the one time that Greg Grunberg does get the opportunity to really help them, <laughs> shits the bed totally. Yeah. He's going like, to go. It was. It's weird because, you know, he's had Jose and it's been a team effort. But, like, he's known his spider shit. Yes. The whole the, mm-hmm. the one thing they know in the yep. movie. So they're like, Greg Grunberg, you know what's going on. Where is it going to be? And he is 100% wrong. Yeah. And it felt weird. Did it? Like, it, I don't know. It felt weird to me. Like, he's the hero of the movie. He's been right. It's been like the military. But the military knows right. what the, the he's military. Been telling, he's been telling Jose about these things, and Jose is the one that has a little spider sense. Yes, but he his, his knowledge here was spiders are going to go where there's no population. Mm-hmm. That's that because that's what spiders do. Yep. No, he's going total King Kong on yeah. these buildings. And just destroying everything. Uh, so it, it gets in the park, and Lloyd Kaufman cameo. Yep, yep. Lloyd Kaufman. Oh, I saw that guy at a convention once. You did. Mm-hmm. My only convention. I didn't say hi because I don't fucking know. Well, and he doesn't know you. Yeah. Like, but you should start doing that. Just going to conventions and just saying hi. Like that's it. Nothing, but just like, hi, Lloyd Kaufman. <laughs> Hey, what's up? Yeah, Matt, another one of these. It's crazy. <laughs> so many people, right? It's pretty good. Uh, so moving forward, now they've got this big ass spider tearing things apart. Uh, it's going. It's go. <laughs> I'm gonna keep describing scenes and then say it's my favorite scene. Okay. Uh, so it's in, it's attacking the park, and so they're trying to get to the park, and they get pulled over by the cop. Mm-hmm. Um, which they were nice enough to pull over and completely, they were on like a highway and completely pull off into an alley. Yes. That was nice <laughs> of them. And the cop was cool following them yeah. for that long. Yeah. Uh, but he's like, uh, the, the cop's like, get out of the car. He's like, we have to get to the park. We're the only ones who can save it. And he's like, yeah, whatever. Jose gets out of the other side. He draws his gun and is like, Get back in the vehicle. He's like, okay. Turns around and gets back in the vehicle. <laughs> this is after uh, Greg Grunberg told Jose to talk to him. And he was like, no, you're the white guy. You talk to him. No, he goes, I- I'm going to do all the talking. He's like, okay, that's good because you're the white guy. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then he's like, oh, Greg Grunberg's like, okay, I know how this is. He reaches into pocket and he's like, what, yeah. I just need to make a little donation to the, the policeman's ball. Is that it? And he hands him the money. He's like, this is $12. <laughs> And then he gets a call on the radio. Yes. Get like, back hey, here get, quick. get to the park. Mm-hmm. He's like, see, I told you. And he's like, get back in your car. Like, <laughs> Greg Grunberg says what? Can I have my bride back? <laughs> <laughs> it's my favorite Greg Grunberg, Grunberg line from the whole uh, movie. Yeah, it's pretty great. Was, yeah. Can I have my bride back? Like, he just <laughs> absolutely acknowledged. The cop just like, is like, gives him, gives him like... It's the look that you know. Every every culture has that look, but it was the black guy look of, are you fucking serious right now? <laughs> it was great. 
so we go through the park, and this this is our horror section, yes. really. Uh, the spider keeps eating people. Mm-hmm. Um, it's horror because the camera focuses on girls' asses and stuff. Sure. So there's a volleyball game going on, and the camera is right in this girl's yes, ass. Absolutely. And then pans up to her face, and she turns around and is like, ah! And it's the worst scream. Like she, like you could tell, she had no idea what the fuck she was doing. Zero. They'd done it 12 times, and that was the best that they got, and mm-hmm. it was like, fuck it, we need to move on. Yep. And it was like everything, like, that's exactly why they hired her. Yeah. Great ass, no talent. <laughs> it's fine. Uh, okay, so they, they, they were told it was going to get bigger, but they get to the park, and this thing is like three times the size of their truck. And he's just like, I'm going to ram it. Like, that thing was 20 inches the last time you saw it. There's not going to be one bit where you're just like, that thing's fucking huge now. I'm going to fucking ram it, I guess. Like, no no acknowledgement that it had grown, like, 20x. Yeah. Uh, Is this the same time that we get the not very great CGI truck? Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, of the the spider chasing the truck. Yes. That looks like a bad micro machine. Yeah, that's exactly what it looks like. Yeah. Okay, so then uh, she – it starts with a B, I think. The fuck is her name? Blonde. Lieutenant lady. Blonde? <laughs> yes, it's blonde. <laughs> it's Lieutenant blonde. Um, it's played by Michael Madsen. <laughs> um, Let's she, tell my Michael Madsen convention story. That is one I know you have told. Okay, go ahead. Do you want to tell it again? That's okay. Okay. Sorry, listeners, go back to episode and figure out what it is. Uh, you'll dub that in later, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. So you, you just listen to all of them and then dub over what episode number it is. Yeah. Uh, so she calls him and is like, you're going into the middle of a crossfire. I don't think this movie knows what a crossfire is. No, I was confused about that as well. It's like, no, this is this the this is exactly this is a one way fire. Yeah, there's, there's no crossfire whatsoever. I mean, it's crossing a road, so like it's like a crosswalk fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't have answers for that. So, the spider bullets hit it, and it's like, fuck you. I'm going to break this truck. Mm-hmm. And it does. It does. The CGI truck. Yeah. By the CGI spider. Mm-hmm. Done for four cents <laughs> and a favor. Uh, and it just skitters away into the woods. Um, so what are your thoughts on the quality of the CGI in this movie? Um, There were like the, the helicopter and stuff. It was mostly fine. It was never good. It was never good. It was mostly fine. There, I, I actually was con- kind of surprised how few times the bad CGI pulled me out. Yeah. Um, but even, I feel like this works in spite of that because that's not what this movie is about. This isn't, uh, uh, what was, it's like a famous really bad, like the- Birdemic. Like a, a Birdemic, but that's, that's to a different level. But like, uh, remember the rock mummy Scorpion King? Did you see that? Oh yeah, Scorpion like, King. That was because never was, good, right? No, because but it was also supposed to be good. Like it was supposed yeah. to be a spectacle movie. Like it's supposed to be like, look how awesome this looks. Mm-hmm. This is not what this movie is about. Yeah. Uh, so that so that's not the point of the movie. 
avatar was supposed to be about how cool this looked mm-hmm. and it looked cool yeah so you were happy with it this isn't what this is about no so you yeah you totally it's just like it's just a monster yeah yes like i said the helicopters um there are a couple times where like the webbing looks bad or especially when uh my favorite parts were like when people in the park because it was like stabbing fools with its feet yep when people were like getting stabbed but weren't getting stabbed by the spider but they were just like throwing an extra oh hit me again on their way down yeah yeah uh so then they're gonna chase after it in the woods right Mm -hmm. and so the scientist is just like hey here have this bag of like tank explosives anti-tank explosives that's what scientists do yeah they carry them around yeah the whole time like um, at the very end, when the general's like, scientist, I've had enough of your science bullshit. Get him, get him out of here. It's like the only time they treat him as a scientist. The rest of the time, he's just like another army dude, even though he was never an <laughs> army dude. He was just a scientist. Yep, you're exactly right. But they're like, we need we need an army dude to say those lines, and all those guys in the background don't have SAG cards. Yeah. So <laughs> we're going to make the scientist say it. And that Asian guy won't stop looking into the camera. Uh... <laughs> Who's the general? I don't remember his name. Ray Wise. Yeah, Ray Wise. Uh, he's in stuff. Uh, at one point, he's like, "Hey, if you find a hive or a layer, like it's a spider. Spiders don't have hives." <laughs> do you do you think he just fucked up the line and they were just like, I, "He he, it's in his contract. They only get to do one take." So. Uh. Doop doop do. He's a fucking scientist, exclamation point. Don't know what that was about, but... Uh, so then... Greg Grumberg saves saves the girl, and this, like, badass lady gets captured by the spider. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so she just basically becomes a damsel. Mm-hmm. She's been, like, a badass this whole time, leading the charge. Yeah. And then she gets damselified so that he can come in and, and win, save well, the she day. She is a woman. Yeah. So, obviously. That's how it happens. Yes. Uh, but this is your King Kong thing. I mean, you have to have that if you have a spider crawling to the top of of skyscrapers. Yeah. In what city? Oh, it's L.A. Because yeah, they go LA, to the L.A. River. Because they go to the L.A. River. Um. Yeah. So then our big thing is it goes and it puts lays its eggs in on top of a building, and they rescue her and blow up the spider. And the whole time, Greg Grumberg and lieutenant blonde are all like you know uh he's all like hey you should be my girlfriend and she's just like i'm a badass lady i don't got time for you and then by the time at the end she's like already calling him babe like they've been going out for six months i don't know is that a thing i mean you gotta have some relationship thing to make sure they can kiss at the end but like she she's already like i you know hey you got this babe I don't know. Uh, I don't know how normal people ra- interact. I would have rather had Alex and Jose hook up at the end of the movie. Like that would have been a better end for me, is if they just lived happily ever after. Like, they just like that's how it ends. And then you've got the uh, I'm sure there's a word for it where it starts out as the full frame and it goes to the little teeny tiny little needle point in the middle, mm-hmm. like we're in the circle. Like it's, it's like doop. It's a circle wipe as they kiss. 
so Jose and Alex kiss, yeah. and then it goes down like with the sun setting behind them. That would have been the perfect movie to this. Instead, like Greg Grunberg and the late, the pretty lady kiss, and Jose's Jose's just like there in the background, like, yeah, we did this. I'm just gonna stand here and watch you guys make out. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Good. Uh, it's a fun movie. It is. Uh, Arachnophobia or Big Ass Spider. Uh, that's tough because Arachnophobia is a good movie, and Big Ass Spider is a fun movie. It very is. Uh, it very is. It very is. Yep. Okay. Uh, I mean, I guess I have to go Arachnophobia. It's. I agree. It's not a classic, but a classic in my mind for a reason. Yeah, it should be a classic. Like Nell. Nell should be a classic. <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> I don't know if I can agree with you. Still, about never that. seen the boobs in Nell. Uh, <laughs> next week. Next week. So, got a little bit of a thing over here for next week. Gross. Okay. I don't want to see that. Uh, so, you're going to... We're going to have a little tournament. <laughs> so I had a hard time figuring out what we're going to do. I love that this can't be simple anymore. <laughs> what are you talking about? It was simple last week. I handed them to you and you said what they were going to be. Yeah, we had the normal one last week. <laughs> so, we got to go back to the bullshit. <laughs> Duh. Uh no, this is me trying to give you some 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 hand agency. In, uh, yeah, in what we're doing. So, um, let's do these two. So, uh these two would be one. Uh, first one. Uh, is this? No, this isn't. I always get this movie uh, confused. What's the What's the movie where like the demon in the photo like comes to life? It. No, it's like, it's the demon of, like, imagery or something, and so it, like, tells all the children to kill their parents and everyone, and it's like that... Sinister? Sinister, yes. I always get Sinister and this movie confused, because people are like, hey, have you seen Insidious? And I'm like, yeah, and then they start talking about it, and I'm like, I haven't seen that movie. I'm thinking of Sinister. Oh, so you have seen Sinister. I have seen Sinister. Do you like Sinister? I like Sinister. Yeah. I have a great story about Sinister that, if we ever watch it, will come up. Uh, Insidious, the most terrifying film since The Exorcist. It's not the house that's haunted. And then there's a boy that one of his eyes says, help. That's weird. Uh, yeah, Insidious. So I think this is like a haunted house, like boy, omen, Damien type movie. Okay. Good. But like a modern take. Two. Uh, from the director of Saw and the Sidious, Insidious, uh, based on true case files of the Warrens, whoever they are, The Conjuring. Is this the Nicole Kidman? What is the Nicole? That's the others, isn't That's it? That's the others. Yep. Yep. So what's that movie? What's The Conjuring? Uh, let's see. On the front, we have someone in darkness and a woman holding up a match in darkness. Uh, so I'm guessing that she doesn't know that the hands are behind her. Uh, is this a found footage movie? Because there's a dude on the back holding sound gear. I don't know. It might be a found footage movie. Okay. What's it about? Uh, it is about some people and they do some conjuring and bad things happen. Okay. Good. Uh, all right, so it's that versus movie one. Movie one 
uh, Trevor Matthews and Robert England, Jack Brooks, Monster Slayer, all work and no rage makes Jack a doll boy. Uh, okay, so he is ho- he is wielding a pipe and a pipe wrench while um i can't tell are th- is that those are s- that's a snake no those are tentacles some sort of tentacle monster is ripping off his shirt exposing his hot abs those are the most photoshopped abs in the <laughs> world too right like <laughs> yeah he's just wearing one of those shirts that has them yes, on an airbrush exactly on it. yeah uh the the front makes us look fun and crazy the back makes it look bad uh because they're just dark pictures of kind of monsters i guess that guy is that guy from the front but he's in kind of darkness so it looks like it's going to be like fun and bright but on the back it looks like it's going to be dark okay so what's about uh i'm gonna assume that this is an attempt at a monster comedy Got it. How successful it is, I do not know. Let's find out. Uh, All right, second movie then. The first one, but you can utilize the imagery all over that to figure out what the first one's going to be. Okay. This is Dimension Extreme triple feature. Uh, It has this movie, two, and three. Uh, From the executive... I thought that said from the extreme producers. From the executive producers, Wes Craven... Matt Damon, Ben Affleck, and Chris Moore. So here's a thing I know about three this. of those names. Uh, this was a Project Greenlight movie. Okay. That makes sense why Ben Affleck and yes. Matt Damon are on mm-hmm. there. Uh, is Chris Moore the other guy from Project Greenlight? I've never saw it. I want to watch this season because it's supposed to be the best one. Okay. But I'm sure that the circles that I listened to were biased. <laughs> yeah. But. Uh, this movie is called Feast. Okay. And there is a monster that has like a fuck ton of teeth that all look really sharp and are protruding out of its mouth. But also looks like it could never actually bite down on anything. Uh, and I always feel felt like that looks like, uh, you know, like the little dangler fish that like live mm-hmm. and they've got the little light off yeah. of them and they've got like the teeth that are that are crazy out yeah that's what that always angler fish not dangler fish (laughs) (laughs) it dangles (laughs) uh okay so feast one feast two and feast three are all on here all of them uh so in on the feast one it is that creature about to eat a lady's face Mm -hmm. and feast two it is that creature about to eat a lady's face and somewhere else there are a lot of people (laughs) yeah And on three... Oh, you didn't say what the subtitle for Feast 2 is. Oh, Sloppy Seconds. Okay. <laughs> and then in Feast 3, The Happy Finish. Is that... I, I don't know what that's in reference to. It's not a happy ending, but... It's okay. a ha- I don't know. Yeah. Uh, the monster's in the corner. Looks like it's about to eat a different woman's face. Well, it could be the same woman. I don't know. But she doesn't know that it's about to eat her face. She has a gun. There's another woman with a gun. And then another woman with a gun. 
And then somewhere else, it looks like there are more feast creatures who were not given the budget of the original feast creature. <laughs> uh, so what are we going to see in feast? We are going to see some sort of demonic creature that likes to eat women's faces. Nice. All right. So now, Justin, in the battle of Insidious and Conjuring versus Jack Brooks, Monster Slayer, and Feast, which pairing would you choose? Okay. Here's the problem with this. Insidious and the Conjuring, while I haven't seen, at least I know Insidious I've heard good things about, and mm-hmm. I don't remember if the Conjuring I've heard good things about or okay. bad things, but I've heard of it. Mm-hmm. So I know that these, at least one of these is probably going to be a good movie. Okay. With these two, I have no fucking idea. Because this could be, like, good, can't be fun, like Big Ass Spider. Okay. It looks like it probably won't. A marriage between Hellboy and the Evil Dead. A splattery, squishy crowd pleaser. Great fun. Uh... Would it help if I told you that Conjuring has a sequel, uh, a spinoff, a spinoff to that sequel, and it's getting another spinoff? That is helpful. Okay. Let's me know that there's a lot going on. Mm-hmm. Also, that Hollywood sucks. <laughs> uh, I'm I, I'm uh, I'm a gambler at heart, so I'm going to take the sure thing and go with Insidious. Got it. All right, that's going into the finals. Oh, next pair. It's a tournament. <laughs> fuck off, Jack Thompson, whatever the fuck your name is. <laughs> All right. Uh, truth be told, uh-huh. full disclosure, Okay. I haven't seen the movie that I'm handing you right now. Okay. But I know you're going to be excited about it. Because okay. you were already excited about it at one point. Uh, All right. This is the movie that you gave... To Your my mom. mother, yep. <laughs> and said, "Hey, do you want to watch this movie that looks like it could? It looks like it could be bad, or this other movie by Eli Roth." <laughs> that she looks, chose Eli Roth. That looks polished and finished yes. and clean and yeah. commercial. Yeah, you know exactly what you're doing. <laughs> uh, trick or treat. What are you afraid of? It's only rock and roll. It's really funny now that we're going through this because I watch. Uh, you've heard me mention on the podcast Red Letter Media. Mm-hmm. Um, and they do best of the worst and they have done, they have done several of the same that we have sometimes before, sometimes after. Um, but I was watching an episode and it had nothing to do with any of this and they just like name drop trick or treat, yeah. but it came after that. So I'm just like, oh fuck now I want to watch that. Uh, yeah, it's a rock and roll horror movie, mm-hmm. which looks like it could be fun. It could be a big pile of shit or it could be both. I have not seen it again. I do know the newer versions when they came out on a DVD. Mm-hmm. Uh, the cover features what I assume is cameos by, and they thus they make it that they're the star yeah. of uh, Gene Simmons and uh, Alice Cooper, I think. Okay. Yep. Uh, I can't, I think that this thing has Ozzy like a Osborne, weird demon. not Alice Cooper. Oh, Ozzy okay. Osbourne, not Alice Cooper. Um, there's like a weird demon thing, and I I'm assuming that's a tongue and not like a weird mouth tusk. I feel like it's more mouth tusk. Could go either way. Yeah. Or it could be a finger mouth. Like if it's like a claw and then his hand is also a mouth. 
like alien, but instead of a mouth inside of its mouth, like what if it was a hand? Yeah, exactly. So that's movie one. Yeah. Movie two. Movie two, part three. Yes. Uh, uh, the best Halloween film in the last 30 years says wizarduniverse.com. Oh, you know wizarduniverse.com? No, I do not. I, no, nobody does. That's okay. a joke. Like, <laughs> You can get anybody to say anything. The quintessential Hollywood f- Halloween film, not Hollywood film. The quintessential Halloween film, Trick or Treat. Not Trick or That's one's Trick or Treat. This one's Trick or Treat. It's instead of an O, there's an apostrophe. Because mm-hmm. it's gangsta. <laughs> um, it's got Brian Cox and Anna Paquin. There you go. I was going to make sure I put it out the Cox to you. You know, I like when Cox are in movies. Uh, I hit the mic because I'm a professional. Um, yeah, this looks like a little bit of everything. It's got some, um, what the fuck, uh, eyes wide shut. It's got some Little Red Riding Hood. Uh, that guy kind of looks like the guy from Reanimator. Uh, it's got the old guy with a shotgun. Looks like Salem Witches. This movie feels, if this movie, okay. I was about to say, if this movie isn't an anthology, it's weird. But it says the best horror anthology in years. <laughs> so that makes sense why there's all those weird things. Uh, we haven't done an anthology movie on here. So Maybe we'll do it next week. Maybe. Maybe. All right, so that's one. Okay. Part four, disc one. Uh, oh, I thought it was a tournament. I had to pick. No. Well, yeah. No, this is a different bracket. So right oh. now, Insidious and Conjuring went to the finals. So this, is, this went to the finals. Yeah, gotcha. exactly. Yeah. I so, thought it was, I thought it was like an Iron Man thing. Oh no, no. Okay. This it's a tournament. Sorry, right. my no, bad. Number one. Uh oh, damn it! What? Because I really wanted to pick Trick or Treat, but like, <laughs> I, like I've heard fantastic things about this, and it's one of the things that I've always wanted to see. Uh, yeah. It's fucking Michael Rooker. It was his first movie or so close to it, right? I mean, if not his first movie, it's his first movie that mattered. Yeah. Uh, I like the thing on the back. New York Post says, now this is a horror movie. Uh, Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer. I have, like, I've heard that this is one of those, like, um, it's weird that, it, like, I haven't heard of it that much until kind of getting into, like, Red Letter Media and stuff like that. Uh-huh. Uh, because it seems like this is... This is like a fantastic fucking movie. Uh, and I hope it is. What's it about? Uh, I believe it's about a dude named Henry. Uh-huh. Uh, and it's like... What? It's not a landscape, but like, if you turn it that way, um, whatever you call that, like the day in the life of a, of a dude who kills multiple people. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, number two. Number two. When I hand this to you, uh-huh. uh, I'm going to tell you ahead of time, so maybe you can watch it with this in, in perspective. Okay. I'm going to close my eyes, and I'm going to listen to what you have to say. In my mind, I have a fan theory uh-huh. that the movie that I'm going to hand you, the main character... Is he his, his son? Is, is No. It's the same character as Henry. Okay. So imagine this is Michael Rooker. 
Okay. Okay. And I haven't watched them with that in mind. Like I've seen these movie independently and mm-hmm. then I put them together in my head. Okay. And now I'm looking forward at some point to watching them with that in mind to see how I can make this cut of this is the same person. Okay. Uh, it is a movie that I have threatened to watch on this podcast because I've been wanting to see it. Yep. Uh, Jake Gyllenhaal's Nightcrawler. Uh, yeah, this is just a movie that I haven't gotten around to see, but totally want to. Um, Marianne doesn't like watching Jake Gyllenhaal movies. Why? Because she thinks her like ex looks like him, and so it's weird. So she has all these hangups. So like, she has a handsome ex, is what she's saying. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen the guy. I don't get it, but uh, so. Yeah, so like she can't watch Kevin Bacon movies because of one of her exes slash like I think Kevin Bacon like kind of raped somebody or something. Did she date a skeleton? <laughs> she dated someone who was invisible. Oh, okay. It was kind of traumatic. <laughs> uh, um. So yeah, she can't watch Kevin Bacon. She can't watch Jake Gyllenhaal. It's really weird. Uh. So yeah, this is a movie. Wait, that wait, wait. Not to go. I don't feel like you meant it like. That. You said, what did Kevin Bacon and rape have to do with I don't, anything? I don't know. I feel like she she heard he wasn't a good person and that he did something. I don't, I don't remember what it was. It was kind of ridiculous. Okay. Uh, it, I, I'm, I I'm not trying to spread gossip. That. Did you hear about the Chris Hardwick thing? Uh, no. I heard. I saw that he something about, like, you know, no one should be surprised because he's like a quintessential nerd. Okay. So... Not having read the full letter, one of his ex-girlfriends wrote a letter uh, or like an open letter or whatever and said that she never named him, but it was very obvious that it was him and basically said uh, he had, he was abusive, mentally abusive and sexually abusive in that like he forced her to sleep with him in a manipulative way or whatever uh, and that he like established rules and was an abusive relationship that he wouldn't let her go out and he wouldn't let her drink and things like that. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, made him sound really bad. Yeah. Uh, and he respond or, and then he lost uh, his talking dead. He lost a bunch of stuff. Nerdist oh, wow. got rid of his name all over stuff and everything. Right. And by no means am I, I don't know. Okay. But mm-hmm. of all of these things that have come out, this feels the most like it would be a perspective thing. Okay, I. What? what what's your face? Because it's that face is tread lightly. I said, I feel like it mm-hmm. could be that because the things that I hear, like I know he is an alcoholic, right? So I don't know, you could see if someone perceiving the fact to say, like, I don't really want to be with someone that really drinks a lot, mm-hmm. right? You can understand why an alcoholic would say that, right? But if it was, you're not allowed to drink or I'll beat you, that's absolutely repulsive, right? But there's a difference between, hey, you know I'm an alcoholic, so please don't drink. And then if they choose to take that action, 
you choose to take other actions to distance yourself from them. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like an adult would do. Yes. And then there's, you can't drink because I say so, because I'm trying to be controlling of you. That's what I'm saying. I don't know where that line came. So my point, Mm -hmm. the only point that I'm making is there's nothing in this one that I have seen or that I have heard that is a definitive thing. Like Louis C.K. absolutely was masturbating in front of people. That's not in question, right? Um, I don't know where those fall. I'm not. I mean, until he admitted to it, it was because it was just someone's accusation against him. Mm -hmm. That's what that's exactly what this is. So I don't think there's a there's there. I don't think there's a different perspective at all. It is someone is claiming a thing Mm -hmm. and uh, we we should act appropriately which is neither dismiss nor affirm right away. But, and but, that's that's but what I'm saying I'm doing. Don't but at the same time I feel like I don't know. It it's a damned if you do, damned if you don't kind of thing and this is kind of where That's my point I about am. a shitty situation, but like yeah. as soon as it came out I w- there were like tweets that was just like I believe women, right? Yeah. And like you can't just blindly take that either. Like, I, Correct. I'm not saying I know nothing about this situation. Exactly. Um, but my point that I was making is because we're just white dudes doing this again. <laughs> okay, let's keep moving forward. I, no, I mean, I feel I, I feel like we both have somewhat nuanced takes on this. But at the end of the day, we're both just fucking white dudes. Yep. But yeah, it's like you can't, you know, it, when it, when someone makes an accusation. You have to go down. You have to investigate that accusation, right? Sure. To I, at least some degree. I, no, I'm not disagreeing with any of that. I'm saying that, like, I feel like we were spoiled in the with the responses from Louis C.K. Uh, and Kevin Spacey, which was just like, "Yep, I'm a douche." And then you get more of one. What's what's funny? Because Kevin Spacey, that was like the worst fucking. Thing oh, okay. ever. I thought you were laughing at me. I was no. like, no, that was pretty fucking clear cut, dude. Like he, he was, was like, yeah, I did it, but I did it because I'm gay. <laughs> yeah. It's like no, fuck off. Yeah, exactly. Just admit it. To, you did it because you're an asshole. Exactly. Um, I don't know. We don't need to keep going through that. Anyway, so then you got so you got Henry versus and Nightcrawler versus Trick or Treat and Trick or Treat. To me, this is the finals. Um, and I, I, I have to go with Henry and Nightcrawler. All right. Next week, Henry Portrait of a Serial Killer and Nightcrawler. Yeah. Justin, what else mm-hmm. you got for us? Uh, 